There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hey, it's the Red Men Originals podcast. Um, this was a really upbeat show. Not one week ago, (laughs) not one week ago, we were all happy and upbeat and planning for our late title tilt. (laughs) And here we are again, Liverpool. Um, We didn't lose, uh, but they certainly felt like like they lost. I genuinely thought, even Friday, Liverpool were going to get top four. And now I'm back to, I don't think we can get top four again, you know. I still think they will, but I just... uh... If Conte comes back... I think that's our only chance. Yeah. Am I right in saying Tottenham have been brilliant since Conte's left? Yeah. They had the forms gone through the roof since he disappeared to Italy. And Can we just family. have him back, please? Yeah. I like. Yeah. We need to send our not our medical team, a good medical team over yeah. to Italy to show Conte out to get him back into the uh, Tottenham hot seats. <laughs> I think if he wants to arrange a visit to the AXA, <laughs> yeah. come on, have a look at that. Get hoodooed and be helpful. Be helpful. No, no, actually, no, 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 shit. No, that's not what we need at all. Yeah. Damn it. Um, kickoff question uh, is just one I've made up on the spot because I saw one of the, the, the live show comments um, <laughs> and it was from AJ. It says, why do I not believe the FSG Warchester 300 million? So the question is not whether you believe that. The question is, do you believe Indy Kyler when he tweets early morning news, just been told that FSG have informed Jürgen Klopp that 300 million will be made available for transfers? Wow. Um, who believes uh, Indy Kyler? I have no reason not to believe that man. <laughs> with my trust in my life, I like, I like, I like, I like Indy as a person. We've spoken to him a couple of times in in the flesh. But can't possibly reveal uh, his identity because I don't actually really know it. Just he just says hello every now and again. Like, oh God, yeah, yeah, you're Indy Kyler. Um, to know who he is, really. Yeah, it, I mean, or her, or her, or or them, absolutely. Indy Kyler, them, Indy them. I um yeah, I'll believe it when I see it is probably the easiest response to that. Yeah. FSG and Indicator when they tell me they've got three hundred million, I'm not believing either of them, to be honest <laughs> with you. I'm just it's a blanket rule. <laughs> yeah. I mean that, that, that look, you've got to protect yourselves in times like this. You you've gotta let you've got to pull up certain protectional barriers around you, and that's not letting certain things from the outside in and letting transfer guff into your life <laughs> in February when Liverpool are performing indifferently at very, very best is not the best time for anyone's mental health to start thinking about what Liverpool's transfer war chest will or won't be. What will Liverpool's position in the table do to impact you Bellingham's mm. thoughts on Liverpool Football Club? Fuck off. It's just a path to madness. Save yourselves. Um, 
Right. Let's. <laughs> I don't want to talk about Crystal Palace nil, Liverpool nil. Um, Chloe, you seemed really happy um, having once again travelled away to watch Liverpool play. Didn't lose. Didn't see us lose. That means you're on a good. You're in a good vein of form right now. I tell you what, if looks could kill. I I really was thinking that Jürgen had come out and say. You know what? We we we've gave something back to the fans there. We've mm. got a nil nil draw. We haven't conceded. I really did think he was going to do that again, like he did against Brighton. Um, I reckon I could have fell asleep with my eyes open watching that game. I thought you, it was it was dreadful, an entire day wasted. Nice one, Liverpool. I uh, we, me and Chris watched it in the pub, so I had the the thing of I was drinking. Uh, and B, there was a random fella's head in my way uh, for a good <laughs> the, the deal of it, of it, which is uh, fine. As it turned out, it wasn't until midway through the second half when you realised there was a closer telly behind you. Turned around and watched the actual telly, <laughs> but, but I was craning my neck. Um, it was, yeah, I, it was just drab, um, Dan, and mm. it was, it was okay at times, and then it threatened to get away with us. I was kind of, I find it really shocking going back and looking at the stats from it because. If you look at the stats, it all, it looks like it's all Liverpool. Mm. But I never felt like that at any real point during the game. You know, a couple of standout shots and stuff. It always felt like they were more dangerous than we were. I don't know whether that's a psychological... Or the yeah, reality. I think that stems from a lot of their opportunities being on the counter. And it's obviously a lot more open when that's the case. Because we did dominate possession and all them sort of stats. And sort of momentum was all in our favour. But it was when they nicked the ball off us, which because of our decision-making was quite a lot. Like, Naby Keita being particularly culpable for a lot of them. I think if you look at his stats, you might want to just throw whatever implement you're actually holding because it's just horrendous. It was a car crash from him. But, yeah, I think sort of game-wise, it was drab. It was boring. I agree with Chloe. We could have easily fell asleep. It was hard to watch at times. Wasn't always. But I also think Jurgen Klopp kind of approached it in that sense. I think he thought, we can't lose this game after what happened in the week. More for morale than anything else. And that's why he named the team he did and why he made the changes he did as well. It was that bad that at full time, when I was doing reaction, I forgot Naby Keita even went anywhere near that football pitch. I forgot I he he'd forgot played a game of football point. for us. It was so bad. Um, but yeah, never forgot. My favourite He remembered on 45, as he yeah. tends to do quite a lot with uh, Naby Keita. My How did you get on there? Get off! <laughs> <laughs> Pet told me I was starting. Guardiola. Yeah, getting back at like four a.m. in the morning was really fun. It was a great day. It's mad though, isn't it? Like the Trent Alexander-Arnold one where he plays in one of their lads' early doors. Yeah, yeah that ball. should be a goal. Uh, and then the the one where he's fighting with someone in the right back position and loses Jeffrey out. Slot it was, yeah. Uh, and like, you're looking, like, there's a couple of them them ones opportunities. There was one from a free kick where a header went wide. I don't know whether it was, I can't remember whether it was called offside or not, but that was a good opportunity for them. Obviously, they, they hit the bar as well. Like There was some big opportunities and some really sort of shit play by Liverpool that allowed them to have those and I don't know. I never really felt like we were scoring apart from that one good Salah chance. Yeah, it's that just, was a really. It was cracking... Cody Gakpo from where I from where I what I don't I haven't seen it back because mm. why would I watch a nil nil back? Um, Cody Gakpo was through when he put it past the. I thought he should have scored in that moment, but I am also Crystal Palace's away end is the shittest away end in Premier League football. It needs sorting out. You can't see a thing. It is that claustrophobic. Everyone's just right. everywhere. Yeah. You just can't see any end of the pitch. You can't see the the only part you can see is over the other side, and there's a big pillar in the way in the in the halfway yeah, line. It's so it? been terrible. For Random years. fact that used to be. I hope the home end. Oh right. And they moved the away fans in there because I, the, I went rubbish. Yeah, mm. yeah. Because Palace away was the first away game I ever went to back in like '93, 
and we battered them first game of the season. And I remember going into the away in a couple of years ago and going, "This is really fa- this is familiar. Why why do I feel like I've been here before?" And I was like, "Oh, I've literally sat there before." But you've obviously realised, yeah, the roof's dead low. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, everyone just piles towards the forward. And no one gets anywhere near the seats that they're meant to be in. So you end up, yeah, on your tiptoes, yeah. which for me is 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 a, is a is a thing that I imagine for you is. I a was lot, supposed to be uh, row nine. I ended up row like thirty-seven or something, thirty-three. You something weird like that. Yeah. It was um, but the the thing that gets me on this game is like it's the body language that, mm. that does my, that does does for me is that, and there's others who are guilty of this, but I I think Trent ends up more guilty of this than most, and it makes you start to wonder like what's going on in his head and what and and you, I, I can't help but run down like the rabbit hole of like what could it all be about and often it's just he's probably just his head's probably just done in because he he was playing for a brilliant team playing his brand of football and enjoying life and then he's been told by everyone that he's crap he can't get into the the national team he got dragged to a World Cup and come back and Liverpool are still a bit crap and it's his team and all this so maybe he's just taking it loads more personally but I just have this this underlying thing all season for him is he just looks he looks pissed off at having to play right back for us and you know and and that's this is me piling speculation on but I don't know it feels to me and and moving beyond Trent you we don't seem mentally strong anymore mm. you know when 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 it's not going your way you 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 meant to have a, an indefatigable spirit or, or you've got those in your team that drag you along. Mm. And this is why Milner plays and why Henderson plays, I think, because they've got they've both got that. I mean, they're both on the certainly on the the wane as far as their their careers go, but I don't know who I don't doesn't look like anyone's yeah. prepared to drag the team up and on. No, I think you're right. I think, you know, someone said it to us in the pub, didn't they, on, on Saturday night when we were watching it, is that Trent looks depressed. Like, yeah. like, and it's it's a it's a he's a mood killer all over the pitch. He just the body language isn't right in the defensive third or or half or whatever. But you're moving further forward. He doesn't he doesn't look like the same player. No. Like, look at him on the on the free kick for that one that Salah rolls to him. Like, he looks annoyed because Hendo somehow managed to get in the way, <laughs> and that was clearly going in. Yeah. But that's it's a completely different body language. So I get that it, it, where you're coming from with the he looks like he doesn't want to play right back because when you move him out of the right back position. He looks normal. Yeah, it's weird. It looks like he wants to. He wants to go and grab the game, mm. but every time he steps out to grab the game, someone runs in behind him and scores, and he gets blamed for for it. And that, and then you end up back to these conversations that we've been tiresomely having for six, seven years about, oh, you know, right back's job is to defend, the full back's job is to defend first. God, all right. When you've got Gary Neville playing right back, your right back's job is to defend first. Because you know why? Because you can't do fuck all else. When you've got someone like Trent, it's mm. meant to be more. And and again, I don't think I don't know that he'll ever play in midfield for Liverpool. But I'm reaching the point where if we had more options, like you know, which we don't, because ultimately you play Milner at right back at this point. If you if you don't want to play Trent there, um, let let him have a go. Let him go and see if he can he can drive the team on because it doesn't look like he can do that from right back because the only thing he can do from right back is kick the ball. You know, he can't can't get into dangerous areas anymore because no one's in the midfield's got the legs to cover him so he and he gets the blame for that. Mm. I just feel I just feel really I feel sorry for him. I feel and I think I think Dan I think they kind of feel sorry for themselves which is stupid because yeah. yeah. they should be angry 
and that should be the fuel that pushes them on further. Yeah, it should be, yeah, but you're dead right. I think they just look like a team bereft of confidence. He might have started to get a little bit of that back, but it took a huge dent in the week, obviously, in the Madrid game, and I think that all came home to roost again on the weekend. Like Things didn't go well early on, especially for Trends. He misplaced the pass, and Virgil has a right go at him, and they kind of had a little argument back, and from there on out, it was like the whole world was on Trent's shoulders, and I think he's probably not used to playing in the side that's struggling as much as this one. like Especially given the former glories of it, he's just had a, not plain sailing far from it. He's had a really brilliant career up to now, obviously, and it's all been relatively straightforward. His development's gone really well, and this season's been a huge setback for him and the rest of the team. So he looks like he doesn't really know how to handle it. and He's not used to a side that's scrapping, and he can't really go and do what he wants to do because he has to worry about what you say in terms of defensively, and he hasn't coped well with it whatsoever. And I think... The mentality of a lot of these lads is coming into question now, but I think you're dead right. I think he chose some safe players or who he thought was safe bets on the weekend in Henderson and Milner just because Jurgen Klopp knew we couldn't lose that game. We couldn't lose it because it would have absolutely killed us off. I think it would have pretty much signed our death one for top four yeah. and we didn't, so that's something. I do. I, I, can I just play devil's advocate on that point? Because I get, I get it and I agree with you both about the Milner and the Henderson thing, mm. but the cater thing goes against that for me. It's like, well, if he's picking a safe midfield, yeah. I wouldn't pick Cater because you don't know what's go- who's going to turn up yeah. with him. You need that third man to be a little bit more creative and have something. And Cater's like the halfway house for me for that. You could go Elliot, who's like all out, I want to go and do things up there. Whereas yeah. Cater kind of goes, oh, I can do a little bit of that. And at my best, yeah, I can no, do a little bit. Sense. You know what I mean? That's, that's how I see in the Cater selection. He couldn't go free battling workhorses because I don't think he needed that against Palace. And I actually think... Having watched the first 45 minutes play out the way it did, the Palace not really offering loads because they were kind of sitting back and soaking up. I think then he thought, okay, I can afford to go Elliot. I, I think look, he plays because he's a senior footballer and it doesn't say a great deal for some of the other options, does it? I no. guess. And that's that. I mean, we had, last week we talked about this. The issue we've got is that really we've got almost everyone fit. With the exception of Thiago, and obviously Arto's on his way back, but who knows if he's actually oh, footballer? Who cares. cares? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but there's there's so there's, there's a limited amount of footballers you can actually do a bit more of the the dogged stuff. He hasn't really got a huge pool to pull from, and if he's decided that he's resting for Bino, that means Henderson is going to come into the six. And if he's also resting Bacetic, then you let Milner and Cater are really the only other two lads who can kind of do that because you put an ox in or you start an Elliot, mm. and and I think if I'm I think I'm mission statement since January has been don't get beaten in the first 20 minutes so he's obviously gone and again for some people people go Naby Keita part of the rugged midfield thing and I know I know it sounds mad to me saying out loud but we all watched him in the back end of last season and he was really good at that Mm. you know we played Burnley and he was he was all elbows and he was getting stuck in he was really actually thriving on the physical challenge of it he'd gotten better at that but Naby Keita just looks done he, he looks, looks beyond. He, he looks, looks done. Yeah, yeah, he looks like a guy who has been sacked off for an eighteen-year-old kid yeah. for four weeks, mm-hmm. and is fuming about it. To be quite honest with and you, and he's leaving. And he's leaving <laughs> because, why, like, I can, I can totally, as a human being, understand that. Yeah. I'm like, well, now you fucking want me after you've got humped by five goals shit past you the other night. So you're turning back to me, and then to take him. You know, you wanted against Real Madrid in the Champions <laughs> well, League. Yeah, not that we've tried that before, but like we, he would have got pulled at 45. But he gets pulled at 45 again. Yeah. At some point, you've got to have a personal and professional fucking pride that's got to kick in. Yeah, that's, that's just got to mean that you've got to play but better is, than what you did. This is where we're at, and we've been. It's been mad that we've survived this a lot on the clock, but 
you know, it's, it's the meritocracy. So the first half of the season, it's like everyone buys in, everyone signs the contract. We're all going to work together. And the lads who are in training are just important. The lads who take to the pitch because we're all one squad. We're unified. And when the chance comes, everyone's going to get their opportunity. You're going to get to play your big role. But by the time you get to February, you realise, really, that's horseshit. Mm. He's got the lads who he's going to rely on. He's going to play week in, week out. And then you've got your fringe lot and he doesn't want to have them over, over you know... You've then got that psychological hump of, well, I can work my absolute bollocks off in training. I'm not going to get picked. Mm. And it doesn't matter how good I am. I'm going to get pulled for the next game. And Naby Keita's double so because he's like, well, what is even the point? I'm going to work dead hard. And what? I'm going to get injured again. And I'm going to miss a lot of spell of games, and then I'm going to struggle to get involved. He must just think, what, yeah, like, yeah. what, 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 what is Naby Keita fighting for? And you're right, there should be some professional pride, and maybe there is, and maybe we're doing doing him a huge disservice based on our emotions. But I don't know. I remember Steve McMahon and him signing a pre-contract agreement, and he got he, that question hung over him for the rest of the season. But he was still good for the mm. for the rest of the season. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. I just don't see what Navi's never been at that level consistently for us. And it just feels like I'd, I'd have rather given it to Elliot. From the start, I'd have rather given it to Ox, but maybe Ox is even worse. You know, says wonder where Ox is psychologically at if yeah. if we, if Abby Kate is getting the nod there. Wasn't in the squad either, was he? Ox has just asked you that same question again. You don't quite know where he's at. Maybe Keita might be showing a little bit more. But yeah, for me, it was, I mean, it was a dismal performance from start to finish. Everything he tried to do didn't come off. He was looking enough to get sent off. He gets booked and then commits like two or three more fouls. I mean, I looked at the stats of his performance this morning before the final word. And it was like, lost 10 duels. This is in 45, give away four fouls. Like, a passing accuracy of something like in the 50s. It was, it was diabolical. It was absolutely diabolical. And it did... I hate questioning whether people care. I hate questioning whether Liverpool players care, but I got no choice. I had no choice after that. It was dismal. And I think all the things you've just said there, Paul, in terms of like his professionalism and you, Chris, that's probably all right. And also you have to factor in the fact, like I say, he has got a move coming up. So he's thinking, if I do go hell for leather and get injured, yeah. that scup is what I could do next as well. So I don't think we'll see him again. I'm not sure we should see him again. No, and that's bad because, you know, everyone's about Liverpool's age profile. He's the one. He's the one midfielder we own who is in the age profile that you want to have mm-hmm. in your midfield. He's 
27 years old should be the absolute peak of his powers and he, and he's not and look about it I don't think that's all his fault you know it was never no one wants to be injured there's no way that he's made up that he gets get to be injured and not fulfill all of his potential at a team that was winning major honours while he was there and not being yeah. able to be a, a, a pivotal part in that but you're right it's, it's hard to see how he comes back but he, he'll probably have still have to play games but the big onus on me on other players now is like Curtis Jones on the bench there and doesn't come on Mm-hmm. And I don't know where he's at. I don't know whether he's, you know, he's got those ongoing problems. So is he still not going to be able to play football consistently? Is he going to get in the team and then miss two more weeks because of this flare up again? And it's almost are they almost thinking what's the point of putting him in because you can't get? He's never going to get any rhythm. So you might as well. Pay, I, I, it's 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 absolutely mad. Um, the super chat elite six. With five quids, it's morning reds. I hope you're all well. Uh, Saturday shows we miss Darwin. Say it every time on here. He's glorious, he's sexy, and we're neither without him. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, the one thing that we criminally lacked in the attack, Chloe, without him, was pace. And like Jota's obviously still come back to sharpness. He's, but he's, he's not fast. And he doesn't stretch teams in that way. And he will with his talent. I, I think he's a better finisher. But. I don't know. I don't, I'm not sure there's a type of game at this point where we're not better off for having Darwin Nunes in the team. It kind of, it's like everyone knows what we want to do. You've watched us do it brilliantly. And when we're at our top level, you can't stop us. You know, you can try and stay compact, but when we literally do it for 90 minutes of a game, you get shattered and eventually we'll get a chance against you. Now we're just too predictable. And Darwin Nunes adds that unpredictability. He's so fast. He loves getting in behind. He can hold the ball up. None of our front three could hold the ball up. Every touch... And Jota's only just came back, so I'm expecting it. Every touch was was not good enough. It, it never dragged us up the pitch. Um, every pass was was too much. I, I mean, I, I didn't mind Cody Akpo. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah. I, I thought he he was one of the only ones who I, I thought, oh yeah, a bit of something about him. Um, but even then, you know, on the off turn, he, he kept losing it sometimes, especially in the first half. Um. And Darwin Nunes just gets you out. You can lump a ball up the pitch and just say, go and challenge for it. You're tall enough, you're strong enough, or you can go and chase it down. He puts people under pressure. Um, and yeah, we we obviously missed that. I think I looked at like a, a start earlier and, and the points we managed to get without him is, is absolutely awful. The amount of games mm. we lose without him compared to with him. Um, and he, he would have offered a bit more um, because I, I can't... For the life of me, I can remember two chances. One was a great shot by Salah, which shouldn't go in percentage-wise. Mm-hmm. And the other was one through ball that I'd seen to Gakpo where he missed. They're, that's two chances in the game that I can remember. And Liverpool, what they, they've done all season, especially at the beginning, you'd see how many chances we'd create. Um, and we'd just be missing massive chances. And another stat came out the other day. Darwin Nunes and Salah have been have created the most chances between them mm-hmm. um, for playing a thousand minutes. That is really missed. The, the Nunes thing. I was I was actually having a look into this, and mm-hmm. I, I I misspoke on the last fan standing show this week. I got it slightly wrong, but I was talking about him his output compared to Sadio Mane. So you look mm-hmm. at Mane in sixteen seventeen. I think Mane only played twenty nine games for us that season, and we know Europe, so it was Premier League and a couple of domestic cup games yeah. if that Darwin's now made 29 appearances for us and he's got one less goal and one less assist than Mane had in his first season and Mane won player of the season for us that year yeah. Um now obviously our standards are so much so significantly higher but the mission's actually quite sim- similar this year mm, the mission yeah, is top, top four. four yeah absolutely um, now Darwin's got a lot of game, low, low more games left potentially to play Um so we could actually 
he, he, he could potentially end up on have more goals than I think anyone. I think Coutinho finished that top goal scorer that season with like 14 or 15 all, mm. in all comps. Um, but it, it shows massive promise for me. And yeah, he's just... Yeah. I think it's, it's easy. I think it's yeah. Well, he's a he's a brilliant player. He's a chance magnet. He knows how to get into yeah. the box and where to be in the box. Misses a few too many at the moment, but I do think that will still come. I think the big problem for me is we had changes on every uh, every level of the yeah. team. Mm. You know, there's a change in the defence. There's a couple of changes in the midfield. And there's a change in the front three. And the front three, I felt like over the the last sort of three games, and I'll include Real Madrid in that. We're getting an understanding yeah. together. Like now, this is the first time that Gakpo and Jota have actually played from the start together. Yeah, you know, and that's that. Then changes the dynamic of what mm-hmm. we've seen from the last three games previously, yeah. where it's been the same guys and they've been looking good and they've been, you know, we've had Nunes create one for Salah, we've had Salah create them for Nunes, and we're starting to feel like we're getting some sort of yeah. symbiotic relationship between yeah. the three of them. That all went out the window, yeah. and the midfield was so industrious and crap. That that didn't help the forward three yeah. players. Well, we were talking, weren't we? That it was a little surprising Bobby didn't get the nod. But to the, your point, that's another change, and yeah. it might be one that actually it, it, a further change might have helped us because you had a bit, you would have had a bit more continuity in a front mm. three you've played together before. But when you've had the midfield changes and the defensive changes, that was actually the biggest problem for me. It was the disjointed nature of that front three, and also it wasn't helped by the fact that Gakpo played centrally, which I don't mind. When Nunes is on the left, or if Diaz comes back, yeah. but Jota from the left and Gakpo central didn't seem to make a lot of sense as the game wore on because Jota was dropping short a lot to do those things he'd do in a nine, and you also got Gakpo doing that, and no one on this side going in behind. It was strange to me. It felt like they could have swapped. They should have maybe Klopp could have learned it during the game, yeah. or between them they could have sorted out. But I'm a huge one on that cohesion of the front three, mainly because during my lifetime Liverpool's most successful teams have been primarily based on having Mane, Firmino, Salah that cohesive front three that just know where they are at all times and we lost that completely on Saturday and it showed massively in the performance so yes we missed Darwin and everything he offers but moreover we missed that level of understanding that this front three had none of I think the the important thing and it'll fall on deaf ears at the moment my hope with this is that when we turn the corner in the COVID season, we started to turn it performance-wise, but we weren't getting the results still. Mm. And we draw those two games. I think it's one's against Leeds, and I, I, I was having this chat with my dad, just it's maybe Newcastle's another one we draw, and then we go and win the final 10 or whatever that follow. I don't think we've got 10 wins back-to-back in us at this point, but we have got more games left in the season to play. Is I, f- I feel like a month ago we'd lose that game. Mm. And it doesn't feel great, but we're not in a position where we're turning draws into wins. We're turning defeats into draws at this point, particularly in the away form. Mm. We all of a sudden we're what two wins and two wins and a draw in the last three is more starting to resemble positive form than it looked like prior to that. I feel like I know this is it's a stretch, but the next two weeks, we'll lead into the rest of the podcast, but this is where the next two games start to matter because if you get positive results in that, all of a sudden you're on a five-game unbeaten run in the Premier League and things will look rosier. If we'd, if we'd conspired to lose that at the weekend, I think you're in the mud completely yeah. in your season's completely My, my analogy for that was to continue your turn in the corner thing. When we left the game the other week and we'd be made Gareth and we'd give him a lift to the station and you'd end up shooting down left turns and right turns and you're still in a traffic jam the way, no matter which way you go. You're still in the car for an hour. You might be moving, but you're still in the car for an hour. It's not really any better. You could have just sat there the Yeah, we're Austin Powers trying to turn the trolley thing around. Yeah, like. yeah. But that's what I'm kind of feeling like now. It's like, right, we'll go down this. Fuck, another traffic jam. Great. We'll turn... 
Yeah, we're fucking shit here as well. Yeah. There's just loads of traffic like on that. the road at the moment and Liverpool can't get through it, mate. Yeah, no, it does feel a bit... It, it feels tough, doesn't it? It really we'll, does. We'll, we'll pass full on, though. I don't... I sure of that. Yeah, I thought... Convinced. Um, again, Paul We're going to finish made, higher than Fulham. Yeah, Paul Tompkins made a good point on this, is that quite clearly we've got enough players there for a good a good team. Like, we can put a good team out, but you need to have Bacetic in the midfield and you as much as you don't... You need to have probably Fabinho in there and you need to have Henderson in there and you need to have one of Nunes or Diaz in the side because you need someone with a bit of direct running in the team and you need probably need someone more like Canate in the in, in the back line at the minute. Mm. That that felt like a to your point about the safe fans, we probably could have put like Jones and Elliott in and been loads fresher and had loads more vigour about us in that half, but he's gone to be stodgy and not get beat first and foremost because yeah. at that point that's not our best team. that's not our best team and everyone knows it Naby Keita should be nowhere near this team and Milner should be nowhere near starting with the greatest teams. Teams like, yeah, he shouldn't be and shouldn't Henderson be. shouldn't be starting in the six at this point either or, or maybe he should I don't know but you know he's been shocking in there this season Um, when there was an argument a year ago that that was probably he should probably he's played be better than Fabinho then. at times yeah. during the six when Fabinho's been at the absolute peak of his powers. Mm. Hendo's been a better six at times. I, I, this is the thing we were talking about in the pub. I mean, like, Chloe, Hendo used to be an option. This, he's not really been that this season. Why do you reckon that is? Injuries or the fact that like literally Bajetic just came in and being boss. Um, I'd say injuries. He'd been out constantly. Mm. And it, it's, it's a case of Ahmed, like, it's just every single week... I realise just how shit we are. I have some all over of, again though. All That's over the thing again, for yeah. Me. Every yeah. week I have the slightest bit of positivity. I'm excited for a game of footy mm. because it's footy. It's Liverpool, and every week I'm stunned to silence to know how crap we are and it's how much we fell off. Cycle, yeah, isn't it? every yeah. single week. I'm and saying. I'm not gonna lie to you, it's probably gonna happen this week, and it's gonna feel much, much worse at the weekend. It's twice. shorter this week. I've missed it twice. Yeah, it's shorter this week though. We've only got like today and tomorrow to get that positivity no, no, back. No, I'm, uh... I'm thinking of the actual weekend. Um, oh, that too. Yeah. Yeah, that. But the, for for me, we've had far too many injuries. But also, people have just been shit. If we're being deadly honest, um, and like mm. you mentioned earlier, people feeling sorry for themselves. Every single player on that pitch is feeling sorry for themselves. I don't care if you're if you fell off a cliff, but I want to see some form of reaction, and I've not once seen a reaction ever. If if you are feeling. Like, if you've bottled it up, scream on a football pitch. You know, fucking do something. Don't just be the solid thing that we, we look at Trent for. I need to scream at other people. Scream at Jordan Henderson. Scream at people. I need just to let it out because whatever you're doing right now is there just not working that, for me. The video clip's doing the rounds on Twitter, as Twitter is wanting to do, and it's when Harvey comes on the pitch and he plays a little <laughs> give and go with Henderson and bombs forward and Jordan just tucks back inside and then knocks it back yeah, to the yeah. fence and it's just like, I, I screamed at the telly at that at that point but that's just where we're at and everyone's everyone is bottling it and it's but that's where again that's when you're afraid to lose yeah, exactly. yeah. That, that, that's a they massive were. problem yeah, like you know I've, I've, we've we've done that on five, in five aside games and 11 aside games and stuff when you're scared of losing you play it too and safe and you don't want to blame on you yeah exactly that's the other thing the passing the book, we... and there's no trust there's no trust in one another I think Trent suffered with this particularly in the second half when he had his bad moments he felt like I can't give it to Massive because you've been prone to errors I can't even give it to Alisson because you've been prone to errors yeah. so what do I do and he yeah. kind of froze 
shoes and Schlupp nicked it off him and there was a chance. There's loads of that going on across the pitch. The one person who showed the opposite of that was Harvey Elliott for a little bit when yeah. he came on, added some impetus, but then he, we even dragged him down to our level as well. We yeah. knocked that self-confidence out of him quickly. You, know, you saw that with the ball over the top, was it to Jota running through the Lovely middle? Ball, yeah, brilliant ball. It's yeah. the type of, it, that's decision-making that you need. It's yeah. proactive. It's going out there and going, this. I think this is on. Let's go and give this a go. What we see with Liverpool too often, and, and it's great to dominate possession. It really is. But there's good possession and bad possession mm. at times. You know, watch a Pep Guardiola side from two years ago. That's good possession. You're working teams. What we're doing is we're just playing it from side to side slowly. That's mm. not working anymore. It's not tiring anybody out. Yeah. You're not asking them. They're, they're just moving well, as a compact four yeah. across and back again. And then it's like, well, you do it. I don't know you do it. You, I, I don't really want to fail. You do it. Loads yeah. of Pathetic, well, to be got, honest. We've got the, um, the Bias Football podcast coming up after this on on plus I want to talk about the the League Cup final and that but I was watching Newcastle play in that and what happens like Gamares gives it to Joe Linton and then bombs forward 20 yards and gets the return ball Joe Linton passes it to Gamares and bombs on 10 yards afterwards the, the midfield is constantly working for each other, constantly making space, and that was the thing that Harvey Elliott mentioned it before. Provided mm. when we when our midfield works, that's what it does. But it's like that. It's that fear. It's that we're playing without a safety net now. You know, we're walking, we're treading this tightrope, and nobody wants to be the one who plays that pass and it breaks down on. And so we've got this these new lads who are fresh, who are actually prepared to do because they're all hungry yeah. and they've all got the fire to fight Bajetic. for it. Nothing burning as much, also knows he's an 18-year-old kid, so if he gets it wrong, the, the crowd ain't going to... So the other day, it was Real Madrid. He does an awful ball to Joe Gomez, who lays it back to Alisson, and Alisson Fs up, we yeah. all know. And no one screams at Bajetic for that. And I think he was also... He, he lost the ball maybe for, for another goal, but no one screams at him because he's trying to do the right thing and he's 18, year, 18 years old. If someone was, I think someone was to try to scream at Bajetic the other day. He was down the left-hand side and he loses the ball um, in the second half. And I don't think nothing comes from it, but someone in the crowd fumed about Stefan Bajetic and loads of Liverpool fans turned round, stopped facing the game and started having a go at him. And the reason is, is he's an 18-year-old lad. He's been thrown in the deep end. He's trying his best. He's been our best player. So there are some players who are Harvey Elliott less likely to get a load of crap because we shouldn't have to rely on an 18-year-old lad to do it. You didn't have to look in the Newcastle game to find a midfield doing that, Paul. Palace's midfield did that. Like I was watching the highlights back this morning and at that one where Naby Keita's pouring at the lad like three times. Yeah. They've won two does twice in the middle of the park with their midfielders. Yeah. Like that that's not something we ever do anymore, is no. it? Like it is it's it's just it's 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 all linked. Everything we do is linked, and that's the the point. You know, it was so easy to point back two years ago of like just put some defenders in, and that'll sort all of the problems out. Even putting lower quality defenders in will solve the problem because you put better quality midfielders in back in the midfield. And at the moment, it's just everything is linked. Nobody, everyone's got all the pressure, the weight of the world on the shoulders. And again, you might like, go back to the point earlier. Trent and Virgil are not the guys who should be digging us out of the the shit. They're like the Cool, the calm, ro- well, yeah, they're the, they're the Rolls Royce. Yeah. They're the ones who are supposed to be in their prime. Who mm. just get to provide a calming order and play some good football. Thiago's meant to be that, that for us, but he needs lunatic. They need lunatics around them doing all the the, the physical work. Too many Gerrards, not enough Carragher's. Exactly, what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, and even then, like you know, you know, like that's later. <laughs> that's later. These Gerrards, you know, we we need more young Gerrards and less, mm. you know, Gary Max. You know, it's you know, you you can have your old your old past masters, but you need those guys. And and again, it goes back to that point. We've got just about enough players, I think, to do that for one game a week. 
but I don't think we've got enough to be doing it two games a week and or or, or more because there's only one Stefan Bacetic at the minute, which sounds like the worst song anyone's ever made. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but we are. What's one game in the pub? Yeah, and you come back with that chance. Yeah, yeah, Brilliant, well it's done. One of our own. Um, the, uh, <laughs> the football league we go. Yeah, but at least we've got. Yeah, to, to the point. This will be determined the, the quality of this result. It feels bad because I think we were. Right, okay, top four now. Top four will sort itself. But the revelation came to me at the weekend. It was a quite reflective hungover moment on Sunday when the top four race never gets solved prior to the last week of the season. Mm. Like, and someone will be able to, someone I'm certain in moments will have a caps lock engaged telling me which season yeah. it did. Not one with Leicester involved. Yeah, exactly. Incredible. But, by and large, I would suggest for almost every season, the top, the fourth position in the Premier League is never shown up until like the last kick of the last kick of the season. In fact, we finished third on the last game of the season. <laughs> yeah. Whenever, but we were but, going for fourth. Yeah, we yeah. were going for fourth, but that was impossible. Um, and so we're not going to. No, nobody is going to have fourth place in the league boxed in the next month or the next two months you can build up towards it so this is the thing this is how good we are we're not good enough now to win 15 games of football back to back and piss this and neither are Tottenham and neither are Newcastle and neither are God knows Brighton and Fulham and, and all that kind of stuff the trick is just to put a run of form together and it's too early to say whether we've done that but if you wanted to start somewhere I would suggest not losing three consecutive games of football and keeping three clean sheets is not the worst start for it. But yeah, it doesn't mean for it to scintillate and way to watch or enjoy football. But it's it's something. In another point, can, like you know, we're looking for the director of football. And like, what about Brighton's and their yeah. scouting department? By well, the way, Chelsea robbed all theirs, didn't Did they? Yeah, they? scumbags. Newcastle they, took. Oh, Newcastle, sorry. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. Chelsea have stolen. Loads so they haven't Dan Ashworth. It was. Yeah. yeah. So we don't actually know whether Brighton have got one who can do it anymore. Because he's, he's a new a new person in the job. Yeah, Looking at what Brighton do, generally will be handy though in that department. They're really good at that yeah. sort of stuff. Well, if we if we continue to be rubbish, the bar's going to lower, and then we can go back to buying five million pound players from relegated teams because the bar of the squad is <laughs> yeah. going to be low, lower. You're not looking to buy worldies all of a sudden. You can have developmental lads. Uh, right, cool. We're going to take a short break, and we're going to we're going to do the agony round section, which it might feel like we've done that already, um, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm sure we can plumb the depths a little bit further for that one. We're going to be looking ahead to Wolves and probably a touch to United as well. But yeah, short break from us and then we will return. Hey guys, how would you like to get your hands on this? It is a 13-14 Liverpool home shirt signed by former Reds defender Martin Skirtle. If you want to be in the prize draw to win this very shirt... All you've got to do is head on over to redmenplus.com and sign up as a Club Legend subscriber. You'll get access to all that amazing content, both in video and podcast form. But yeah, by signing up as a legend, you get loads of added perks and benefits as well. One of which is entry into the monthly prize draw. And at the end of February, we were doing that draw and giving away this, yeah, Martin Scale signed shirt. Make sure you're in the hat, redmenplus.com and become a Club Legend today. Hey, welcome back. Um, right. Anyone got anything they want to get off the chest for the uh, the weekly agony rant? Well, I think my main thing would be, are we playing Wolves again? Oh, my mm. God. 
Good point. Yeah, like, good point. what good point the well made. fucking hell are we doing playing them again? If you tell me we've got Brighton at some point in the next week as well, I'm going to fume. If I have to watch Ait Nori <laughs> run unimpeded <laughs> down the wing again against us or a Damatron, getting in behind, oh my God. Like a little round robin we've got going on between the three of us. It's just <laughs> And they always beat us. <laughs> it's like when you're um, you have, you, you've got, you only got three years and it's not enough to play heads and volleys so you have, you have to play knockouts but it's effectively one on one and yeah, one goes in goal and after like two hours it's like I know everything you've got and you know everything I've got and it's just a, two people just smacking into each other and falling a, a down like on the floor a bit like that Fury freaking Paul fight at the end where they're just holding on to each other and two trying to get past each other you can watch it as you know um, yeah I'm fed up of Wolves they can suck a dick to be honest that might be quite nice uh, mm-hmm. okay <laughs> Depends what people are into. Move on quickly. Um, <laughs> I'm not going near that. I'm not going anywhere near it. The um, eat a shit's a good one. <laughs> they can eat a shit. They can eat a shit. There you go. Like eat 50% shit. of the population think that's a really good thing to do. You yeah. know what I mean? I'm just saying. Um, right, Dan. Yeah. How are you doing? I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay. I was really, really sad on Saturday night. Just felt a little bit... <laughs> You know, no energy left after watching that game. It sapped everything I had from me. But yeah, other than that, I can even mind. I'm okay. Um, yeah, life's good. Uh, I don't know about... I, I, I want to come back to Naby Keita, but I don't. Yeah. It's just... That was absolutely atrocious. I can't put into words how bad that 45 minutes... And I think it might have been worse than training ground Real Madrid. Yeah. game I think it might have been worse I know we got hooked after like 20 minutes or whatever but I think this was worse because it looked like he actively wanted to get sent off by the end of it I'm so done with him there's just no world where Naby Keita now turns into a world beater no, that's long sailed that shape. and the idea then and this is what we are he's fighting now or maybe he's not but the best we can ever hope for from him is, is he is at least at a level that he's been at and that's I don't even does anyone really know what that level looks like? Because I've got Shite. a couple of little bits and pieces. <laughs> Just not seen it. Not, uh, uh, 45 minutes against Leicester in the Cup maybe last season. That's pretty much all I can yes. cling to. There was a, no, Where did he had, go? He's had good performances this oh. year. He has. He's looked like our best midfielder at times this year. Yeah, maybe this year. Start January when he come yeah. in. He comes the Saturday. He, he did. Yeah, yeah, he did. I, I'll give you that. He did. You're right. You're right in saying that. This this season's the weirdest one. Isn't it like That's someone some put bar as well? I know, but like I know when we when you've had the COVID one, someone put it on Twitter. It's like I can't believe this was this Thomas year. Two show Conte yeah. thing. And I'm like, oh my god, it feels like forever ago. We've been we've been born with nine 0 this season. Yeah, that's also crazy. Yeah. Where, where does I'm gonna where does Kater go next? What what happens? I'll be Leipzig. Wouldn't he have already signed with them? You could I do. don't think it. I, this this is the point. I, so I think he's going to England. Do you? Maybe because yeah. I just you think could sign foreign clubs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nottingham Forest. Yeah, they love signing players. Um, replace for Jesse Lingard. That one, yeah. Um, yeah. If a Premier League club takes a point, on what him. level? What levels are you at in the Premier League? About where we are, mid table. <laughs> Fulham. They're above us. Yeah, about you said. Yeah, I can see him at Fulham. I can see him playing for Fulham. I, he's got Leicester all over him for me, mm. and in previous eras, Newcastle. You know, I, yeah. or West Ham. They're like they, they're the, 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 and you know, it's the path well trodden, I guess, in, in some mm. regards. But it's a shame because he he had so much going for him. But the way I don't think have we ever signed. I can only think of two players we've signed ahead of time, and they were both rubbish in the last seasons, and then never quite hit the ground running. Like 
cater. Okay, it wasn't rubbish in his last season at Leipzig, but by the standard of the season before, he was. He mm. got sent off every other week and was yeah, nowhere, did, near, yeah. nowhere near the player like you know consistently. And Divock got like the wooden spoon award for the league that he was in prior to prior to joining us. And we were like, oh, can't wait to get this guy. And they were totally broken individuals by the time they they, they rocked up at the club. I, yeah, I don't know. I, I me and jo- me and Josh did a deep dive on on Cater a, a couple of weeks ago. I think I came out of it thinking he wasn't the right type of midfielder a year later. You know, I, I, I've made a point on here loads of times o- over the course of the last couple of years that you know when Ox got injured for us, we were a counter attacking side, and when he came back in, we were a possession based mm, side, and the yeah. side moved away from him. And I think that point's right, but I also think when we signed Cater, we had Wijnaldum. Like you know what I mean, like, and he was a completely different profile of midfield. He was Aquilani to Alonso. Yeah, exactly. They're just, to they're just different players, and and I think now when you look at what that left-sided Liverpool midfielder is, it's Thiago, and that's not Cater either. No. So it's like well, you, what you want at times. I can I understand this, and it's normally late in games when you want to change things up and you want to change your style a little bit. That's not. I don't think what Liverpool really do. We don't. You know, Klopp's spoken about it. You know, and loads of managers have. It's not like always a plan B. It's plan A better. Mm. But Cater comes in and changes everything for the midfield. Last season, he made perfect sense. It's about this second half of last season because he would come in and give Thiago half an hour off, mm. or he'd give Henderson half an hour off, and that was his job. He was just out of the eight. And he could play either side. He's perfectly capable of playing either side. He was nice. He was more strong, more committed, good on the ball. He, he's progressive with how he, with his carrying of the ball. He, he breaks lines. He goes and supports the attack. He was excellent for what for what he was. And I genuinely I think that when we when we looked at our options in the summer and saw Arthur, they saw that. They saw that's all we need him to be. We just need a lad who can come in and be competent. In, in both of those and just keep our best midfield mm. on the pitch as much as um, as much as possible and then obviously that didn't fucking work in any way shape or form um, and, but that's that was the best that Naby was for us was just being that mm. you know doesn't have to play 90 minutes back to back to back to back never going to happen for him but we can just yeah. use him as a half decent footballer and unfortunately this season he's got even worse than that because he had, wasn't available for the first three months and then since he's come back in he's gotten less and less Useful yeah. for us. Yeah, the thing on. as well, I, I I feel a bit sorry for the midfielders at times. To be honest, when I when I, when I take the emotion out of it, their job last season was completely different to their job this season. In that Trent and Robertson or Trent and Timacast would be further up the field providing the assists. Yeah. The light has really been shone on the midfield now because Trent and Robertson, your fullbacks, aren't doing it, and that means you need it from somewhere else on the pitch. And we don't have the midfielders to be able to do that. They're just not at the club. We just don't have that. Javier, it might be the only one mm-hmm. who's capable of providing 10 to that 15 assists from midfield. Mm-hmm. But we need them to do it now because we can't get Trent working and we, Robbo's not doing it. So I feel I do feel at times a little bit sorry for the midfield because they're just that's not what they were bought in to do. Yeah. It's not their remit and they're being asked to do it now after five years of playing a different way. We're just cry- we're crying out for a mid for midfielders who are desperate to have the football. And I mean not just be given the football, I mean to go and get it mm. and to take it back and want it for the team, want possession for Liverpool. And that's underdoing, undermining so much that what we've got this season. Because Jordan wants to do that, but it I just doesn't look like he, he's reaching for it and it's not there for him anymore. Exactly the same goes for Fabinho. And I think Thiago has looked, you know, he's the one putting the sliders in and being physical for us, but we're asking him to do something that's it's not his strength in his game. And he's rising to the challenge and he's, mm. you know, he's, he's been more than like willing to go to the, you know, to the coalface for us. 
but everyone else. I mean, Elliot to do it, but it's it's so. And Nabby just ends up being the one. He's, he's the the flavor of the week to point out because he got hooked again at forty five minutes. It's like I asked the question on Twitter. I believe that's four. Times. We had this debate. I think it's four times he's now been hooked off before get, before reaching the second half of a football match. Mm-hmm. We did it with Lovren, and then we brought him in the next game, and then he it's a decent little run of form. It's like we've run through the full disciplinary book Klopp's watched every episode of Super Nanny at this point and he's got no more techniques to use on Naby Keita <laughs> so it just makes you think that you've got like just play Curtis Jones or play Harvey Elliott or play bring Clark in from the unders or whatever <coughs> and just give someone else I'd rather have someone else on the bench because don't I would. he doesn't want to be agree. there no one yeah. else seems to seem really want him there was Lovren the one who had an absolutely horrific month and we gave him player of the month because we would all take the pick a little bit <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it was him wasn't it, it was like, that so was like when he got hooked against that. Tottenham, Tottenham and stuff yeah, yeah remember, the entire yeah. month was horrific and at the end of the month he stood there with a the standard chartered yeah, trophy because Speak- we talk <laughs> on the topic of centre backs and agony rants I could have easily gone for the medical department again because where's Nat Phillips gone <laughs> Reese Williams on the bench on Saturday. What happens to that Phillips? Like I, he was Didn't fine. That. He, yeah, he was. I, I, last I seen him, he was a standing up human, and now he wasn't there. I don't understand what happened there. Would you be shocked if someone told you he was injured? I would not be <laughs> no. that shocked. By that. It may surprise you. No, I just, it's just baffling again, isn't it? Just um, unexplained absentees. Like, I'm still fuming. Are we we signed Calvin Ramsey? You are injured. fuming about that. Yeah, I, like, I are. just don't get how you do that. How has he gone through all the medical checks and then about four months later we realise he actually has a re- a, a, an injury that he's had well, for ages? The thing is, I know, I, I think it's it's grown, isn't it? So there's a chance where he's had, he's literally had a growth spurt and that's caused the problem with his, caused the problem with his back and that's happened from the time of medical be- it's mad you know I agree it's, 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 it's nuts and it's stupid that we should even care he's a 19 year old back up right back yep. you know it shouldn't be it shouldn't even register with us we shouldn't even give a two flying fucks about these things we should be able to have conversations did about did we sell Williams after we'd got Ramsey because like this could be no, a bit mad if no, we did good because that would have been crazy it's like oh yeah we'll be fine Nico, oh, been, no. Nico Williams would have had a Boss season for us. He would have played loads of. Tag might have played midfield if Nico Williams was still here. Does anyone know what Calvin Ramsey's done to his knee? Oh, I think it's crucial. Went operation last week, didn't he? <laughs> You're lying. I don't know. He's out for the season oh, anyway. Oh my god. Um, SK sends us a super chat. Some of the games you have left: Wolves, Man, Full City, Che, Ars, Spurs, Lay. A lot of harder games if you want top four. I think it'll be tough. The thing we've got is going man, for is full Fulham. It's not manful. Manful. Yeah. Um we've got a lot of these at home is our only saving grace. And again, someone will correct me on the stat. It's either eight or nine of the top is it eight of the top ten we've played away from home already this season. I think it's only Man City. Man City, City away we need. And um, Chelsea. Well we must have yeah. Wolves about four times at home. Between now and the end of the yeah, season, yeah, we we got shafted by Real Madrid, and I thought at the atmosphere of Anfield could have had an effect on that game. It possibly did for twenty minutes until bit, Liverpool yeah. decided no, it, to but die. But I know, I know. But like, this but we were really, really good Real in that Madrid. game. Yeah, yeah. For you know, twenty minutes. We're not all Real Madrid either, are they? So we play Tottenham at home, which is no. Be but we can there. make them look like Real Madrid if we do that right a lot this season. Come on, Chloe. I mean, look. I've got Bournemouth away next half. Twelve kickoff. I can. You've got two home cry. games. She'll be talking. Then. She'll be calling them Liverpool Football Club before the end of the show. I'm sure. Oh, no. Given them their God, full title. Full title. Football Club. Liverpool Association Club. PLC. <laughs> Liverpool. Um, yeah. Sports and Athletic Grounds Limited. <laughs> <laughs> You've been. <laughs> 
<laughs> Liverpool L4. Fenway <laughs> Sports Group. Um, Jürgen Norbert Klopp. Um, Gordon Bryan Henderson. Um, yeah, look, I, Wolves. Wait, wait until she finds out Calvin Ramsey's middle name. That's right. getting used oh. a lot. Oh. <laughs> or not at all. Depends if I see him. Crop. Yeah. Um, yeah, Ash Bees actually sent us a, a, an interesting super chat in here. Thank you so much, Ash. Um, it hurts seeing Thiago, a once in generation midfielder, being used like Gareth Barry <laughs> <laughs> because Incredible. of our midfield problems. Also, big up for his work in the community. Just want to highlight it. Yeah, I, I love yeah, how I love how integrated he is to the scouts culture and all that kind of stuff. Like he's really thrown himself in. Um, we need him back. It will help Liverpool having him back available. He's, he put in a good shift for us while he was available, and now he's having his standard month off before he comes back, and it's probably. That, that was coming though. Yeah. You could see that coming. Yeah. Yeah. He, it was we've, his we've form was that. like that, and then it started to go like that, and you're like, he's gonna get injured here, yeah. and he did. I'm sorry, how did he get injured? Literally, I have forgot everything Hip. that has happened Hip. in my life. Flexor. But like Injury. you say, Chris, on that, like it was obvious because he was playing so much footy. Yeah. We know he can't play that much yeah. footy. It was like Jurgen Klopp and all of us are watching it in front of our very eyes, and there's always a minute you could almost sort of pinpoint the minute and goes, "That's too much football." And then the next minute he's injured. Obviously, that was so obvious. I've, you do with any of them, Matip, Gomez, Kater. There's a few of them particularly. Absolutely, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You so know, there's the, like a, a point in you. Oh no, even. I forgot. He looks at his watch. Oh no, I should have took him off five minutes ago. We've done it now. That was that was always good. Too late. I feel like this season has really helped me to just forget absolutely everything. Like I couldn't you feel tell like you you're what doing I, that really well. Yeah, yeah, and like it's not even just this season. I don't remember what happened post-Covid and it's all because Liverpool are shite and I'd rather forget about it. To the to the point looking ahead to Wolves though is that oh, we have oh God. The, look, the away form's the problem like the home form is not the best home form we've ever had in a season but the home form's alright and if we're to have any hope of this Dan mm-hmm. that needs to maintain you know we saw this going into the derby the other week we were all in down in the dumps and starting what happens if you lose the derby mm. I'm a little fearful of United the weekend how much I will be will depend upon how we perform against Wolves but that game's going to be mega you know there's going to be a real righteous anger that will be bolstered by us managing to pick up a win against Wolves by hook mm-hmm. or by crook yeah. but that's kind of where we need to be is that we don't need we shouldn't be needing to beat Manchester United but that here's where we are mm. but I kind of like the fact that it's a bit of a fight it's a bit of an kind of an all or nothing game Real Madrid is a flight of fancy that's going to take yeah. place in a couple of weeks time United's the real one. They're in a great mood. I would love, and I think the whole of Anfield will love to fucking wipe the smirk off the face a little bit. Mm. Um, and hopefully that's what this week is. It's just going, right, fuck it. There's nothing we can do but turn up and cheer and make some big noise and hope that the lads deliver for us. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I, the, both of these games being at home is a huge plus, uh, 100%. And I think the form of all the teams sort of in and around and chasing the top four is going to be patchy between now and then the season. What we've got the opportunity to do, with Anfield being a factor and the sheer amount of home games we've got, is make that the reason we get top four. Yeah. That, that, that could easily be the case. Like, our form's never going to be brilliant. We've already said we're not going to win X amount of games on the spin. It's just not likely to happen. We're not there as a football team right now. However, we do have enough games starting with this double header this week at home to make that the bedrock of the reason why we do do it and I think the Wolves game I don't want to say should take care of itself but it really should we know them well enough let's put it that way that's for a start and also it's at home like say it's a Wednesday night the atmosphere everything should be pointing in the right direction we know and where the VAR can... cameras are yeah, yeah. so we, we can, can hide them sufficiently well that they can, we won't they turn score. the lights off during the middle of the game well, exactly yeah unless they're on the attack and then you can just flick that switch and they're gone yeah easy, the easy, easy like done yeah. Um, but yeah like I say I think the fact 
we've got so many games left at Anfield and how big a factor that could like Newcastle have that a little bit I suppose St James I actually expect them to fall away a little bit yeah. Tottenham's form's going to remain patchy I think Wolham Wolham who were they Fulham <laughs> have had a brilliant season but they will fall away I'm almost certain of isn't it. that what the Chelsea fans call them Wolham Wolham, Wolham yeah <laughs> That's because we're just playing Wolves and Fulham constantly. Um, yeah, so I think, like I said, I think the Anfield factor could be the difference maker in all of this. I really do. It kind of has to be. I mean, this is the thing. If it, look, if we win a couple of games, everything will feel loads more sort of stable. But it is that expectation of looking at it and going, well, we're this point behind Newcastle, we're this point behind Spurs. What we'll just do is win all our games and this will be fine. We're not going to win all our yeah. games. We're just not. But it sounds and it sounds horrible because we've got I, I did this on the video on my channel this week about it's the it's the pressure of expectation is that we've gone from winning we're losing one game a season. Basically, you know, a less to one to, a week. Yeah, yeah. To basically, no, no, but like to losing <laughs> one, to losing one a month on average. You know, I mean, that's what that's where we're at. That's what the difference this season to what we've been like. And you can't. It's very difficult to vocalize saying to people we need to lower our expectations because then people get on like their Nigel Farage style soapbox. Don't you want Liverpool to be good? Mm. Don't you want a good Liverpool? I know everyone does, but if we're fucking crap or compared to what we were like, you're just gonna fucking get more upset by how crap we are. If you think we're gonna be at this, we're gonna slot back into that slot this season. We're not. We are not gonna get up to like a two and a half points a game fucking average, average between now and the end of the season. We're just not. No. Even if you started so tomorrow, even if Indy Caleb puts a bus with three hundred million back on for SFG, yeah. we're still not gonna get there. Right, <laughs> okay, chance. But but that's that's where we're at. Is that we have to kind of accept that for the level we're at right now and what we're contending for beat Wolves and draw with Man United horrible I know I just want to beat Manchester United I'd rather it be the other way round but that's all of a sudden that's a the, the, half the, decent a week in the top four race that. is massive like mm. you look at it like two weeks ago we're like ten points behind then we're like six points behind a week later yeah. now, we're, now it looks unassailable to Tottenham so it is mad you've the, just got to be able to take a step back I think in top four races and go it is what it is and mm. it's over a period of time yeah, I think if we were to go undefeated at Anfield, for instance, I think that might just be enough to squeeze us in there. And also, the other thing to factor in here is that we do have games in hand. Now, they're not a given like they once were. Like, season's gone by recently, we'd go, oh, yeah, we've got a game in hand, that's three points. You'd almost do we still add have a game in hand? We, do. we do on some teams and not on others. We do on a couple ahead of us. 100%. Do we? We've yeah. got two yeah. games in hand on um, Fulham, I think. And Spurs, I think we've got. I'm sure we have. You... I'm not sure we have on Spurs no, anymore. We I can check it now. Yeah, sure. Previously, it I know was we've like... got maybe one on Fulham. Or two we've got two Fulham. games in hand on Spurs. We've got oh, nice. two yeah. games in hand on Fulham. We've played the same as Newcastle now, yeah. and they'll have a game in hand on us after this. After Wednesday. 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 Yeah. This is one of our games yeah. in hand on some of the others. Yeah. But to the okay. point, like previously, you could take them as like, oh yeah, there's three points, done and dusted. You can always add it on in your head. You can't do that as much this season. However, they do still exist. So you do still have to go into them thinking, this is a big opportunity for us to close that gap and win this week. That takes us, what, points behind Spurs then? Yeah, we are. There. We're 10 points behind Spurs at the moment <laughs> with two, with, sorry, with two games in hand on yeah. them. And so. we play them at home. And we play, and we play them, them at home to come. Yeah, well, again, again, this is the problem: is you drive yourself mad working at the permutations. It like it sounds stupid. It'll work out, or it won't. You know, it's not gonna. You're not gonna be able to determine. I think we shouldn't learn this by now. What our form has been like post Christmas is it's all over the place. The same as everyone else. It's just that we were starting from a lower base because we'd had such a poor start yeah. to the season as well. That yeah, we'll know if we get to like the final two or three games of the season and we're there or thereabouts. 
we'll you know then we'll we can have the chat about it we'll continue to talk about it because what else are we going to fucking talk about but um yeah we we need to, those home games are going to be big on that you know mm. if, if you're picking the normally what happens is we get that out the way and we do have that great run at the back end but we're normally in in line for something really good yeah it does favor us a little bit but my 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 them. issue at the moment i think with all of this is it's not you're not chasing one team down. Yeah, unfortunately, mm. and that's where it becomes harder, isn't it? Because we, you know, we've mentioned Fulham and Newcastle and Tottenham, Brighton aren't out of this. They've got a game in hand on us. Yeah. Yeah. I think they're only a point behind us. Mm-hmm. So they're, they're they're part and parcel of this. Brentford are probably still part and parcel of this race. Mm. So you're talking about five or six teams now, yeah. and that that becomes difficult. I agree though. If we can get our home form sorted, mm. and that's a great starting point. It's not. Go and win eleven games on the bounce. It's sort your fucking home form out, and it, then that should carry us through. I think we're seventh in the form table at the moment, which is which is make which is also where we are in the league, which kind of shows that we are yeah. sort of starting to. Well, start what's interesting if you yeah. look at Tottenham's results over the last five, four wins. Well, they're top of the form table, at right? The and we've got two. They're the team we're trying to get ahead of. Mm. Yeah. Well, they've got two more wins and probably four more points in the last five games than we have. That's the that's the concern is you've got to be better than them in the form yeah, table yeah. then and there as well. Yeah. It's hard, it's hard. Yeah, but the I mean Wolves is is just a one of them games, isn't it? You know, it's I think this they have given us some tough games this season, several loads, hundreds even, um, <laughs> not, not as many as Brighton. No, <laughs> we um, lost three times to Brighton this year. I don't know. Um, but Draw on AM. FA Cup, we drew at home, and then they hammered us at their place in the league. Yeah, yeah. Um, more to the point, though, is that they're in a relegation fight, and they're going to be down there, and it's at Anfield, and it's the league, and we've got something to really fight for, and we've just got to. That's it's not going to be a gimme by any by any stretch, but we've re- if they've chosen not to play Bacetic at the weekend and give Fabinho a little bit of time off. Then obviously, and and they're being careful with Nunes as well. It stands to reason that it was almost like this was the game that the targeting of the two mm. to make sure that you're yeah. as strong as possible for this one. That that's mad to me as well because like I'm looking at it going if you put Mbappé in this game, does he make it till the United game mm. or you're yeah. playing him two back to back and then you're giving him some time? It's tough. I think you've got the United games are fucking is it United play midweek as well. So I think there's like a conceit there where who did they play? They will play. Um, did they play with me? I, I can't remember. They played Barcelona yeah. on the week and this midweek just gone. Yeah, they, they play. play I, I'll, I'll who get did it up. They will. T- I'll tell you. There's they. Sorry, I tell. Like, oh it's no, Arsenal Everton. You right. Sorry, I'm sure they had the game in midweek this week. I'm sure. Sorry. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They. they yeah. Okay. Well, we're fucked then. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Try my best. Um, <coughs> you haven't got another Europa League game, have they? No. <laughs> yes, probably. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a Europa League warm-up game. Um, okay, well, that kind of steps on my point to be to be perfect honest. But it's United at home. Hopefully, it's one of those you get through on adrenaline to to some extent. But you've got to ask. You've got to ask your best players to go twice when it comes to playing Man United at the weekend. And you're right. It, it's it does feel a little back. It's all for it's all for not. And if you don't beat Wolves anyway, mm. then yeah. you you fucked, aren't you? You can draw. I say you can draw to Man United at home. As looking at it, I think our last five, our goal difference on that is nine one over the last five home games against United. But there's two nil nil draws in there, mm. and that's that's what happens when we're in really good form. We batter United at Anfield now. When we're not, we draw. Yeah. We draw with them. That's yeah. 
if we're managing the season, the Wolves game's weirdly more important. We've got an opportunity to undo United and maybe, maybe, maybe begin to drag them into the mire because they're going to go one or two ways after the back of the League Cup. They're either going to use that as a springboard and propel on or you get a little bit of fatigue post-celebration how do you pick yourself back mm. up again shit going on but yeah, unfortunately we'll I think it might be the former yeah. of those two I, yeah, think they use that as I know we're going to come on to this a little bit later but I think they will kick on from there for Rolls I think we've seen the first signs of Klopp managing what's left of the season on Saturday yeah. I think he was managing his players his decision making his substitutions were all geared towards what's going to come up on Wednesday what we do have just to finish off on the point ahead of a lot of our rivals for this fourth place which is what I think we're all playing for to be mm. honest is experience of going deep into these things not a lot of our rivals do Newcastle don't Brighton don't really they've been brilliant this season Fulham the same Tottenham don't have loads of it we've got experience of going course and distance over the distance Man United do play midweek they play West Ham United in the FA Cup fifth round fucking get in memory half saving me so there you I go. didn't comment nicely. But who, else is, who else is playing that? I don't care, Chloe. I've just managed to fucking... <laughs> sp- I've managed to bring me point back from the fucking brink there. I'm not um, going to lie, though. I mean, it's West Ham in the FA Cup. You're not going to see a full full team in that. Really? I don't think. Mm-hmm. Not against I, West Ham. I both of them. <laughs> it's one of them. Right? That, like, that's one of those where you sort of shake, shake hands, hands before the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. It. It's like, yeah, we'll do a little bit. He needs a bit of fucking positivity in his life. Yeah, Danny Ings back in, back in the goals. The problem with that is, and I always think this for a team like West Ham is, you're literally not going to win the cup. So you're just making it harder to stay up on yourselves. Shame. I don't mind though United getting through that, but as long as West Ham give them a bit of a run for the money, you know. And, you know. I, I don't want them to go through. Can United, we end this? Quadruples on for United. Can we forget yeah, not the quadruple, a quadruple? Can we end all <laughs> every time? The, every time I hear the word quadruple associated with United right now, it drives me insane. Can we stop that this week, please, West Ham? Doing my head in that is. Yeah. There's your agony run section. Yeah, it should have. Been, if it wasn't with Liverpool related enough to bring it up, but God, it's winding me up. Okay. Uh, Martin Walls sent a two pound super chat in says we all need to pull together as fans and players. Yeah, and look, ultimately that's easier to do at Anfield than it is to do at Crystal Palace on a Saturday, at an 8 o'clock Saturday kickoff. Sadly, just is what it is. Um, it's what's happened as someone who goes the ground. We've tried to do this for a couple of weeks. Doesn't mean it always happens. No, it, do, it doesn't because you're away. You're you don't, you can't, you can't win the atmosphere battle, no. particularly if the no. team is not hyper energetic and getting in faces Even and silence Everton, in the crowd. Even Everton, it was good for a little period when crap. Newcastle away is possibly the best atmosphere I've been in. Real Madrid it's up it's until the only away game you've seen us win this season. It was the atmosphere was genuinely boss yeah. from the off before kickoff. Real Madrid was sound until Ali gave a goal away and then it killed the atmosphere and you never heard it again. We, try, we I've literally tried. People just don't, can't be arsed. I don't know what it is, but for the last couple of seasons, the atmosphere has not been where it needs to be. And no matter how much you try, there are people in the ground who just... Because the, the, the footy and the atmosphere go hand in hand. Everyone always yeah. says, when the, when the team's not playing well, everyone goes, the crowd needs to G them up. And you need something from the team. You do. Yeah. You do. Yeah. Because you can give it. You can give it five to ten where it's going to be boss, but you mm. need a big tackle or something yeah. to go your way in that five to ten. Yeah. So we're we're the pilot light. You know, it's on Liverpool to actually take the pilot light and you know and, and make it a fire, and that's what they've not done enough of this season. The away form is absolutely 
joke. It's mm. a joke, and I can't, you know, I, I, I've asked this, you do, you do the analysis, and it's like it's not even like obvious metrics for how you measure how Liverpool are so crap away from. Home. I can't even remember how what was good about us <laughs> away from. Home, or what stood out about it. Just felt like we controlled football matches well more than than we did. But again, we've got two home games this week. It's against different levels of opposition, and hopefully, it will be a very fatigued Manchester United side that rocks up. And look, if if, if Marcus Rashford just wants to go back to being injury prone for a bit that would be lovely i'm, I'm not gonna not gonna lie on that one but um i do look I, I like anfield when i feel like we've got a bit of a point to prove or you know people feel like you know it, it's like we're, un, we're getting the underdog <laughs> thing is not to some extent yeah. united are in a boss mood and i'd love to, i'd love us to to ruin that mm. for them and the same goes for fuck wolves fuck wolves you know yeah bore the wolves let's actually just beat them for a change that'd be much more much more pleasant um like if you're gonna play a team loads at least make it in the champions league yeah you know what i mean you get them in the group and then later yeah, on then yeah later that would have been nice yeah. that's the way to play a team for you right times. actually not really considered that not yeah fucking... not in cups and shit wankers yeah um eat a shit wolf just to clarify just to just to hammer home my point el pistols as man united versus west ham is next week not this you didn't the hammer home a point was that a joke yeah, it, it is like... wednesday the first of march i've got the fixtures up this time and everything um well that pee me next week <laughs> although Hugh's got a great point wins one league cup in six years we're back baby yeah let yeah. them enjoy it I, I did see people going oh it's like they've won the Champions League they've won a trophy lads let them enjoy let them enjoy winning the trophies I was all over the league cup last year yeah, so. the only reason the league cup is a shit cup is when you've been knocked out of it well um, that and there's too many handles and it's got far too many handles it's got it's got yeah it's got 50% more handles than it should have. Or is it 33.3%? I'm, oh I'm going to have to hold it with two hands and my leg to hold wrong. it properly, mm. which is wrong. Wrong. Stupid. In your face. Um, you right. know what Eat we'll a do. shit, Caramel. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll have a shit you're in You tri-handled wanker. <laughs> <laughs> um, right, sad. Okay, well, we're going to wrap the podcast up there. Uh, if you want to come and have a continued chat with us about the other teams in the Premier League, we have got the Biased Football Podcast. Hey, I won't be as depressed on that one because we talk about another football club. That's exactly. at least helped me out a little bit this Exactly weekend. that, Chloe. We're going to be talking about the continued pressure on, of Graham Potter. Uh, we're going to be talking about how Everton, have, have re- if we think we're in for a slog, hmm. then Everton really laid down a marker for how much of a slog it's going to be and what that's going to look like for the remainder of the season. And um, We'll do a bit, a, bit, a bit about the not-quite-Loris Carrius redemption story from the weekend and more as well. So make sure you come and join us over over there. Uh, on, hasn't Chloe been a ray of sunshine today? Fuck no, Chloe, Jesus absolutely Christ. not. Um, right, so sad. We have got a, a code for you guys if you want to get involved and come and join us over there. Uh, you can get it for just £2 a month for three months using the code BIAST. So if you head over to Redmen Plus dot com, uh, click the £5 a month club captain subscription uh, and then use the code BIAST. B- I-A-S-E-D in caps uh, then you're going to get it for £2 a month for three months and that's loads of shows you get all the ones we've done previously all the ones we're going to do for the rest of that time period expand and contract um, more Chris and hopefully a smiling Chloe Bloxham if that's not worth the uh, price of admission I don't know what is sure <laughs> right cool we'll see you over on there have a wonderful afternoon otherwise Ta-da.
Hello, you wonderful Red Men Plus subscriber. Hope you enjoyed watching that video. If you're one of our club captains, just want to give you a heads up on the club legend tier, what you're missing out on. You're missing out on our monthly competition where we're giving away some amazing prizes. You're missing out on the Discord chat and you're also missing out on getting free Red Men merchandise. So yeah, if you are one of our club captains and you're thinking about going over to club legend, go and give it a try. I promise that you won't regret it. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Acast anbefaler. Mit navn er Anders Morgenthaler. Over for mig sidder Roald Bergmann. Vi har lavet en ny podcast, der hedder Dopaminklubben. Og Dopaminklubben er en klub, hvor ADHD er fucking sjovt, og hvor det griner. Det behøver ikke at være super alvorligt. Vi skider træt af alle de der podcast og forklarer meget nederen der. Vi gør grin med vores ADHD. Mulig ADHD. Ja, vi udreder mig, fordi nogen siger, at jeg har det. Jeg ved det ikke rigtigt, det finder vi ud af. Vi har i hvert fald lavet vedmål. Ind og lyt til Dopaminklubben. Hver uge udkommer vi. Der laver vi sjov og spas med at have den her vidunderlige dopaminmangel.